Blog Talk Radio. This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu. Well, good morning, everybody. We're coming to you today live from beautiful Mill Springs, North Carolina. And it was actually been a little warm. We've had a warm spell here lately, which I guess is a bit unusual. Everybody's wondering if it's coming from Frankenstorm, Hanno, that everybody's talking about. However, today, it does look like it's a little cooler. feels like it's a little cooler, which is nice, because all the leaves are falling off the trees, and we get to sit from our dining room table and look out, because we're a bit eh, kind of midway on the tree line where the house is located, halfway up the trees. So we get to see this beautiful little cascade of leaves coming down past us, while we eat our breakfast, which is really, really beautiful. And we've had a really wonderful time here, and we will be moving Ahano, to San Diego uh, sometime next week. And this will be a whole new adventure for us because, as you know, uh, my three children are there, my granddaughter, and it'll be the first time that I'll actually get to be with all of my children in many, many, many years. So we are looking forward to that new adventure and um, promoting our work in San Diego, uh, hoping to meet wonderful clients, promoting the book. Um, we'll, be a, we'll be busy, won't we? Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here in Western North Carolina at this time. It is something that people pay a lot of money in terms of travel, tourism, to witness this spectacle of the fall, the autumn as we know it, in this particular part of the country. It is absolutely splendid. It really is a blessing, and we are immersed in it. So we, we are so blessed, and we, we welcome you into this, this vision that we create for you here today with all those beautiful colors around surrounding us. There's, and, there's, an artist. there's an artist in the house who should be painting these with his watercolor. Do you know where he went, Hannah? Well, I actually did paint a fall color scene right by a lake, and we had a quantum jumping session just the other day, and one of that lady turned up, and she had the picture that I painted for her on her smartphone, and it was such a joy to see it framed there and hanging on her living room wall, and what a beautiful time of the year also to have a picture like that hanging on the wall, and I remember painting it, and it was, again, such a joy. This is something our beloved Ahanu doesn't tell our listeners. But Ahanu is an incredible watercolor artist, especially nature scenes and ocean scenes and boats and mountains. It's actually how he got me to fall in love with him. You know, he's over there in Ireland sending over a picture of him, which was dangerous enough, him on a little cell phone. And then he sends all of these little pictures of all the different paintings that he's painted and um, <laughs> certainly has sold just about all of them. But reprints are available, just so everybody knows, on Fine Art America. You can go in there and look for Ahano. You'd probably find his prints. Beautiful, beautiful flowers, nature scenes, um, very different than the spirit 
art that he does, and that's pretty incredible as well also. But for those that just like natural things like me, um, you should go take a look because he's very shy about that and never mentions it. So I'm calling you on that. Huh? Well, I don't mention it and um, because I usually promote you and, and I embarrass you sometimes the amount of promotion that I do for you because I think you're absolutely brilliant. I think you're marvelous. And you're now a famous author. And the book that you wrote is called The uh, uh, Time of okay. Change. Now, we're in a time of change. There's nobody can deny that. Look out the window and we see the leaves falling, but that's an annual event. We are in the middle of a 26,000-year event. Ladies and gentlemen, be part of this great time of change. Get hold of Angel Rose's book. It answers lots and lots of questions about what's going on in our lives, in our neighborhood, in our community, in our cities, in our countries, in our politics, in our fiscal systems. So... Get hold of that. It's called A Time of Change, and you can find it on atimeofchange.info. That's all one word, atimeofchange.info, or just search it out on amazon.com. Now, I mentioned just fleeting in passing a short while ago that we did some quantum jumping the other day. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to know your alternate selves? Those other parts of you that are experiencing all kinds of things that you haven't thought possible until now, what if you could connect to your other selves, converse with them, learn from them, and have them learn from you? Even more, what would it be like to feel them, feel their successes, feel their accomplishments, experience their energy, and bring it back with you to manifest it in this, your physical reality? Well, this is the day. Listen up now to Angel Rose and myself, Anu, as we discuss the phenomena of quantum jumping. But before we get to all of that, we do have a couple more announcements. And one of the things is, of course, that Angel Rose and Ahanu are now ministers in the Alliance of Divine Love. We were ordained on October 13th in this beautiful area of Flat Rock, North Carolina. And what a day it was. And it was, oh, what a beautiful bunch of people uh, surrounded by love and support and welcoming and, and really, really a marvelous atmosphere, wasn't it, Angel Rose? Give us a few lines of, of a comment about that wonderful ceremony we just went through. It was beautiful, Hanu, and the Alliance of Divine Love Ministry is really a metaphysical-based ministry, needs to be said. Uh, it's very open, uh, embraces all religions and all faiths, even though it's not a religion in and of itself, and it's not based on any particular religion. It is really, its goal is, is to uphold the highest degree of love in any situation, and it is a way of, to live, actually. So, you know, it was um, after, you know, a very wonderful year of study and discussion among peers. Uh, we certainly learned a lot, Ahano, from uh, doing those lessons and being with those people and hearing all of their different situations and problems. So it was an honor uh, to be ordained, and really the vows are that you commit yourself to upholding always the highest degree of love. Uh, as much as we can in any situation. Another honor, of course, is the fact that I am married to Angel Rose, and Angel Rose is famous for her group Akashic Records, and it's the transcripts of those records that actually forms the book atimeofchange.com. But I'd like to spend a moment just talking about the Akashic Records before we get into quantum jumping. And the Akashic Records, what we do is we 
basically gathering a small group of spiritually minded people together. Indeed, actually, they don't have to be spiritually minded because there are questions that are very practical about our cosmos, about our universe, about our planets, the bigger picture, in other words. And the kind of questions that we have asked in the past are, you know, how does thinking work? What is imagination? What are our cells? What are dimensions? What is God? What are overtones? How is time created? How long will it last? How can we teleport? All these kind of wonderful, gripping, exciting questions. And you've got to witness this. So do check out that book at timeofchange.info. And she's already working on the second book, which is this transcript of all the latest group Akashic Records that we have done. And some of the answers that come out, I have actually... What have I done? I've actually summarized them by way of what what we call profundities. They're the profound statements from the group Akashic Record sessions that we've done over the last number of years. And the kinds of one-line statements that we have published are like the soul is the accumulation of experiences. The spirit is on an elementary, I'm sorry, an evolutionary journey home. Consciousness seeks its own level. Suicide is opting out of a contract early. You can, get, you can opt out of a life contract, but you cannot escape yourself. And so on. There's countless, countless of these one-line statements that you can find on angelrose.com. Go to that website and you will see all the one-line statements. Actually, I think you have to click a link called Akashic Records. But you'll see the navigation menu on the top of the page. Click that and you can read through all the weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of these profound statements from the Akashic Records that we've done. Now, uh, there's something else that I want to mention here. Let me just turn over the mic to Angel Rose while I seek it out. All right, and uh, thank you, Ahano, for always promoting that. And we just need to mention uh, with these group sessions, you know, we did one at the conference, our actual ministerial conference, uh, to an audience of about 65 to 70 people. And it was absolutely mind-boggling and wonderful, wasn't it? The questions that people come up with are just wonderful. And I'm source, I'm sure, delights in being able to respond because it is Source who talks to us. When we are in that field and people ask questions, it answers us directly. And they had wonderful, wonderful questions. And all of those answers will be posted at some point in the future in the series of books that I'm writing on different topics. Another thing that comes up for us quite a lot is the fact, maybe it's in response to my accent perhaps, but a lot, a lot, a lot of people actually say, oh, I, my relations are Ireland or are Irish or I'd love to go to Ireland. It's my life's dream to go to Ireland. Or a friend of mine went to Ireland and told me all about it. Well, we encounter this so many times and you may have mentioned, heard us mention this on the radio show several times in the past, but each year we organize what we call a mystical and sacred sites tour of Ireland. It is really, really a profound experience. We visit the the energy spots. We visit the megalithic tombs. We visit the sacred sites of Ireland. We seek out the fairies and the leprechauns and the elementals, and we may even have a little pint of Guinness here and there. But it is a wonderful, wonderful experience, and we invite you to take part in our 2013 
tour. We will be here, folks. Don't worry about the December 21. We will be here in 2013. But if you go to Mystical Ireland, that's all one word, mysticalireland.holistic.ie. Let me just spell that out, mysticalireland.holistic, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, dot I-E. You will find the information there. We have to update the 2013 um, program, but that will be done very, very shortly. But do get hold of us, do sign up for it, and you will have the trip of a lifetime. Yes, I just want to say that you better get there before... Ireland completely turns into America, right, Ahano? Hopefully that sacred land will hold its own. But, uh, you know, I have to mention that the negative forces that be are increasingly taking away more of the Irish freedom. And that is such a sad thing because Ireland has always been known to be a people that are very, um, you know, persevering, very strong in their character. And it seems that uh, even many of them are buckling under um, this tyranny that's going on in our world today, all over the world. <clears throat> so it needs to be said that we all need to get some get some uh, bellinis, uh-huh, if I could say that, because if we don't, we're going to be really sorry at what happens to us. That is indeed correct. And this is not the forum to go into the details about that, but you know, if anybody was to do searches on the internet and so on or even just follow up what's going on with the sovereignty of various nations around the world you will find that the individual freedoms and that personal personal empowerment is being eroded day by day uh, there are groups of people who are standing up to it who are resisting it uh, by peaceful means of course gandhi like which is commendable really and a lot of good things are actually happening too so we hold out this hope and this vision of freedom and glory and peace and beauty and love for the future for all mankind and just to finish with that you know source has told us that we need to take our world back and it doesn't mean it by violence at all uh, but it does mean in terms of standing up for our rights and i think we just read an article just recently about two particular instances where juries actually um, upheld their right to pick their own food. Uh, I think some guy was brought into arrested for <clears throat> selling raw milk. And the jury cited in his favor. And I forgot what the other one was, but they were just recent where two juries actually said, no more of this nonsense where we're being told what we can eat and what we can't eat. And they're standing up to it. And, I thought, wow, that gives jury duty quite a, a different twist because most people resist jury duty. But really, um, it is our our time when we can actually have a voice. Yeah, we've also heard that there are certain countries where they uh, enroll very young people in armies to fight and kill. And these young people have also been resisting that, saying, "No, this is this is not what we're here for. We're not we're not going out and killing for you." There's no future in it. There's no purpose in it. It's not what we're here for. So it's an interesting little development. But also the negative side is happening very, very strongly. We've just heard very recently that in Ireland the police arrested a mother because she wouldn't vaccinate her child. So there's a lot of, you know, we don't have the time uh, to go into the details of these things. But just be aware that there are forces moving and unfolding in the world but we keep a vision as i said for the unfolding of greatest the highest degree of love in all that we do 
Yes, and I just want to say the main point is that we all need to be saying no to this stuff. If there's only one or two of us doing it, um, nothing's going to change. But if the collective of us starts to stand up to this sort of tyranny, um, especially with the vaccinations, you know, where we're not even given a choice to say no about vaccinating our own children, which Hanu and I are not really in favor of vaccines. But anyway, um, all of us have to stand up and, and say no, you know, in other words, disobey, because we've been catering to authority figures for much too long, Ahana, and just putting up with it. That is indeed correct. Now, let us bring the focus of our attention to quantum jumping, because in a, in a wonderful way, this offers a release from these day-to-day encounters with negativity that we that we seem to meet. And quantum jumping, as I mentioned at the outset of the program, is about the ability to know your alternate selves, those other parts of you that are experiencing all kinds of things that you haven't thought possible until now. And we asked the question, what if you could connect to your other selves? What if you could speak with them, learn from them, and have them learn from you? And then what would it be like to actually feel them, feel their successes, feel their accomplishments, experience the energy of them and bring it back with you to manifest it in this, our physical reality. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Well, what if you could begin doing it right now, right here? We're going to begin doing that. But let's just first talk a little bit about the background of quantum jumping. Well, quantum jumping was developed by Bert Goldman. We're going to speak a little bit more about him in a few moments. And it's a method of dipping into a twin self or a twin you, or sometimes he uses the word doppelganger. It's a counterpart, someone who is you in another dimension. And if you could bring back information and energy from them to utilize it in your present-day reality, this twin self looks like you, may have the same partner as you, but is experiencing a different kind of life than you are experiencing. There is a self that is happy, successful, one who has no irrational fears, who has everything you want, there is this you in another dimension. And I think that's a wonderful concept, a very freeing concept, isn't it, Ahano? Mm-hmm. To know that you have unlimited selves everywhere, all over the place. For some people, it could be scary. I don't know how many yous can be spread around, Ahano. I'm very possessive of the one that's sitting here. I don't know about all the others. Well, I had a hard job convincing you to love me that's sitting right here right now, so I'm not sure you might like the rest the of the other ones. <laughs> it was the artwork, was it? Yes. Or the Irish accent, I'm not sure which. Yes, yes. But let's speak about the, the, the guy who developed, let's say, this concept of quantum jumping, Bert Goldman. And Bert is now, I'm not sure of his exact, exact age, but he's like 83 or 84, perhaps even 85 years of age. And all his life, he has been a hypnotist. He did work with Jose Silver as their trainer of hypnotists, and he traveled all over the world teaching hypnotists and hypnotism. But he knew that there was something else, something more. And he, he was seeking out for himself the ability to be able to embody what he found in the hypnotic states and he he found that he could actually go into these states by not going all the way into the hypnotic state. In other words, just using what he calls and what is known as the alpha brainwave state. It's just a light meditative state. 
And from there, he found that he could actually uh, embody various abilities and techniques. And one he partic he's particularly fond of is where he was teaching a group one day and they challenged him to become an artist. And was it, yeah, an artist, that's right. A photographer first. A photographer first. And what he did was he, he took on the challenge and uh, you'll find the details of this on his website. I'm just going to paraphrase it as best I can. Really, he, uh, he went into this quantum jumping space and he asked, what should he do? And the first answer he got was from his alternate self said, take lots of pictures. Now, that seems just so obvious. And he came back, I think, a little bit um, bemused by it. Take lots of pictures. Okay. He'd never uh, owned a camera before, so he bought a camera. And this was at the time when people were developing their pictures in that old-fashioned way. It wasn't digital at that time. So he took lots of pictures, and that didn't seem to do anything or go anywhere. So he went back into the, this alternate self, and he said, now what do I do? And this alternate self said, plant yourself. He didn't understand really what that meant, but he found himself down by the harbor in San Diego and with his camera, and he stood on the harbor rocks just to take some pictures, and he slipped, and he found that he had actually planted himself somehow between the rocks and, and couldn't really move. So he decided in that position, in that stuck position or in that planted position, to take a, a panorama of pictures as he swept around his view around the harbor. He went back to his hotel room, uh, uh, got his pictures developed, and then laid all the pictures out on the bed, on his bed, and found that he had created really a, a panoramic view of the harbor if they could only be stitched together. And that picture became quite famous and was posted in various photography journals and, and galleries around the world as being the early version of what we know now as uh, the panoramic facility that's on digital cameras today. So he, he achieved the goal of becoming a very well-known photographer. And then another time he was... Did you want to say something about this, Angel Rose? She does. Yes, I, I just think that people can go read about Bert. Um, he's a wonderful creator of this, but he really brought forward the idea of going into a light alpha state and jumping through dimensional doorways and meeting other aspects of yourself with a particular intention. He's really clear about the whole uh, necessity for having a particular intention or focus before you go jumping because uh, he believes that we all live uh, many lives, some positive, some not so positive. And um, so you really don't want to jump to a, a self that's um, negative at this point. If there's things that you want to accomplish in your life. But we wanted to talk about this today because it is an incredible method to uh, manifest things in your life at a very, very fast pace. And the, the idea is that when you jump through a doorway into an alternate self, you actually can communicate with that other self. You can get messages or ideas. But one of the things that always does happen is you bring back the frequency of that other self with you back into this dimension. And we explain that when people are stuck and when they have blocks, it's because their frequency doesn't change. You know, you're just looping around with the same vibration continually you don't raise the vibration so therefore the law of attraction cannot work in your favor you you cannot attract like attracts like um, well you will at always attract like attracts like 
but uh, if your frequency never shifts, you're just going to bring to yourself the same types of situations over and over and over again. So by jumping into an alternate self, you actually get to change the frequency. <clears throat> Excuse me. You get to bring the frequency of that successful self or the healthy self. Or uh, we even went and did a jump yesterday where we went to our yoga self. Imagine that. As you can go to the part of you that's already enlightened and bring back the frequency or receive a message from it. And all of these are nothing short of absolutely profound. In fact, we do have a couple people in the studio today, Ahana, who are going to tell us their stories, uh, their experiences with quantum jumping. It was the first time they experienced it as we held a class yesterday. So we're looking forward to hearing from them in a few minutes. But um, can't we can't stress enough the uh, absolute unlimited possibilities with this method. This method was created to attract health, wealth, success, accomplishment, job satisfaction, great relationships, you name it, you can achieve it using this method. It was really created, I guess, to help you have your dreams come true. More than that, it's an experience of knowing what other aspects of yourself are doing right now. It can explain many things about your life, why you like or dislike certain things or places, why you might be attracted to one thing or one person and not another, your urges for certain experiences, clothing that you like or dislike, and on and on it goes. It answers all these kinds of questions. Now, Angelo has mentioned about the other universes, and we now know that physicists like Neil Turok, Stephen Hawking, Michio Kaku, and various others have moved out of the standard uh, heretofore, uh, what would you call it, the, the old ways of thinking, let's say. And they now believe in infinite universes. And they also believe that these infinite universes all have different laws of physics. This is something that we, we're only now beginning to grasp. And mainline physicists like these people I just mentioned are beginning to embrace this. And they call these universes multiverses. And what it means is really, to us, it means that whatever can be imagined is. Everything that you could ever or have ever imagined is going on somewhere in the universe right now. Just think about that. That everything you could ever or have ever imagined is going on somewhere in the universe in, in those universes right now. Some other aspect of you is living that reality, good or bad, positive or negative. For example, you could have a wealthy you in one reality and a homeless you in another. You could be a king or a queen in one reality and a jester in another. Or how about a saint in one dimension and a criminal in another? You think that's not possible? You think that's not part of you? You get the point. These multiverses exist at the subatomic level, closer to you than your own skin. And we exist in other dimensions because we are part of all that is. So if we're part of all that is, you have to be part of all those multiverses. And being a part of all that is, we're also experiencing all that is. We think we're just experiencing the 3D reality as we know it now. But in truth, we are experiencing all that is inside us. We experience it because source does. We are living in infinity. Infinity can be defined as a never-ending line of experiences. There's always one more and another one and another one and another one after that. 
Indeed, that symbol of infinity, that eight that's on its side, we could go off on another tangent and speak about that symbol and the various uh, crop circles that come down, in particular the one that came down on 888, which was a symbol of infinity. But it's a concept, most predominantly in mathematics and physics, that refers to a quantity without end. People have developed various ideas throughout history about the nature of infinity. We know that the word comes from the Latin infinitus, or unboundedness. Whenever you are concerned about your mortality, just think about that symbol. Or even go to look in a mirror and say, I live forever. This is the truth of you. Okay, Hannah. So I'm just wondering now how many other aspects of you are floating out there, you know, doing what with whom, Hannah? Just with whom? (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, you you don't know what I might be doing out there either. Mm. It's uh, open to infinite possibilities. So let's bring um, uh, get one of our guests on and let let us have him. His name is Brian Chrissy, also known as Yurik of the Fifth World. Pretty scary, Yurik of the Fifth World. I don't know. We could be talking to an authentic ET right here. Okay. Anyway, he took the class yesterday, and we'd like to have him tell our listeners what his experience of it was. What the actual jump was first before he answers. Well, I don't know which one he's going to tell us about. He'll tell us. He'll share. Okay, he's going to tell us uh, about a jump where he saw himself as a Roman soldier. Okay? Welcome, Brian. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This was the first time that Pam and I had been in uh, quantum jumping, and uh, we had a variety of very interesting experiences. Uh, We can't relate all of them here this morning. Pam and I, in a little bit, will relate the one that we had in common in a very interesting way. But I wanted to um, share a little bit of the experience that I had with one jump where this was about the third one that we did, I think. And in the process that you will learn from Ahanu and Angel, there is a uh, countdown and a, a process by which you either go through a quantum door into the ultimate reality that you are visiting, or in this case, the ultimate self comes through the door towards you and joins you in the uh, in the uh, current uh, 3D reality. Um, the sense of this jump was to find an alternate self of yours that could be um, usefully assisted through uh, sharing some information from this side uh, to theirs. And during this process, when we started this up, the uh, one of the first things that happens is the uh, you visualize the number three, three times, and then two, three times, and then one, three times. And in the other jumps, these had always been Arabic numerals. Uh, This time, for me, they were Roman numerals, and that sort of gave me a key as to what was going to go on here. And um, when we got to the point of getting to um, the, the quantum door, even before we got to the countdown point where... 
um, the uh, ultimate self would uh, come through the door. I could already see him, and he was jumping around and impatient. You know, he was actually on the wrong side of the door to start with, but he did go back and come through appropriately at the right time as well. But he was a Roman soldier, and I, it's a little difficult to talk about it because it's kind of like a he, but it's also kind of like an I. So uh, I will speak about it as I because that's the idea that we are all the same. We're all the same um, being in various uh, uh, environments. So I was, in this case, a, um, a Roman soldier, uh, rather uh, short of stature, but a lot of the Romans were. I had uh, full armor on and a sword and helmet and everything like that. One of the things that we were asked to do early in the experience is to uh, hug our alternate self. And I found it a little um, difficult to uh, hug myself with all my armor getting in my way. But we uh, we got through that. He wasn't too good. He, he wasn't too good with uh, with hugging. But in any case, um, it was clear as soon as he was in my environment that he had two uh, deep concerns, and one was that um, he was afraid of death. Who isn't? But in his culture, as it became clear, there was no. Um, uh, nothing that was taught about the uh, eternal life of the soul or the spirit. It was just, you are your body, and when your body dies, then that's it. And so he was uh, deeply afraid of death, and he was in this battle against Hannibal and the elephants and the Carthaginians, and um, he was he was very upset that he had to kill all these other people, and he didn't like that. And uh, so I... Um, uh, empathized uh, with him about that, uh, but I, I told him that um, the very fact that he was here with me um, indicated that there was a um, an, an eternal aspect that was different from the body, and I am he, and he is I, and there are other multiple selves, and there are many of us, and we are all one, and when our body wears out, or we uh, traded in, we get another one, and life goes on, don't worry so much. And it, that seemed to be uh, comforting to him. And then the other thing that came up in his experience that he showed to me through um, visual imagery was the elephants uh, that Hannibal had brought across the Alps. Uh, he was, part of his duty was to kill the elephants, but he um, understood that these elephants were uh, very deep, soulful beings, and it uh, bothered him uh, to no end to uh, be in this process of killing these uh, beautiful and wonderful beings. And I shared with him uh, some aspects from the Native Americans. I didn't think until later that uh, this was way before 1492, so it wouldn't have meant anything to say Native Americans uh, to him or I, uh, in that uh, situation, but I said that the the Native Americans had a perspective on this where if they were hunting and they saw a deer, uh, they would see that the deer was offering itself as a um, as a gift, and the thing to do was to 
accept that gift and ask for forgiveness and uh, express love and then just proceed with what uh, needed to happen. And um, so that was uh, useful to him as well. And, um, and I said also that the the elephants also have spirits and souls and uh, they go on through their own processes and it's not uh, not a horrible thing. It's all part of the plan. And just do what you have to do and uh, get right with uh, your soul and on you go. And so he uh, saluted and uh, popped through the doorway and, and went on. And so it, what it meant to me was that I understand now that um, these are part of the reasons why I'm so uh, passionately against war today and uh, why I get so upset when I see people killing the whales and the dolphins and other highly evolved beings. Yeah, and we'll we'll back up a little bit and explain that that particular jump was what we call a reverse jump, where instead of you going through a doorway to meet an alternate self, you bring an alternate self through the doorway to you, and it's a self that needs help in some way or counsel. So you act as the counselor uh, in the hallway with, with that particular self, and because we're all interrelated and all these cells cells affect us and what we do affects them, um, what Brian is sharing is the impact, right, that seeing that self had on you and also helps him understand why he's the way he is today. So in the, those particular experiences can be really healing. In fact, you don't realize the impact of them usually until weeks later. They They continue. This is such a powerful technique um, in terms of what actually happens on frequency levels that um, you're really changed by it. Now we want to bring Pam on to share her experiences, but before we get there, I want to just explain really what's happening when we talk about frequency. It's Let's use the example of radio waves. We know that wave, there are waves of invisible frequency that exist everywhere, and the only way we can experience these waves is to turn on a radio for example and when we do we can't listen to every station at once we can only tune into one frequency wave at a time so this is the way our 3d focus is we're tuning in and focusing on one 3d physical reality at a time and we're unaware of these other dimensions around us so what we what we do when we do the quantum jumping we effectively switch channels we experience another aspect of ourselves just by switching the focus of attention to that other self. So we'll, let's introduce Pam Chrissy, and she will share her experience of a quantum jump. I think the one you want to share is where we went to the yogic self, or that self that was enlightened. Go ahead, Pam. It is enlightened. That is enlightened, yes. Um, in general, though, I found the whole experience to be so all-encompassing, um, like making me larger and connecting me with the rest of me, um, which makes you feel uh, not so alone in the world, which I found interesting. You know, you know these other beings are out there and they're you, and uh, it's very embracing, I thought. But the, and the yogic experience was uh, phenomenal, um, the energy, just the feeling of being in that kind of energy at that high frequency alone was amazing. But Brian and I also found in sharing our stories afterward that we experienced very, very, very similar things until we went, actually got to our yogic self. Uh, 
the stairway was the same, the walls were the same, the door was the same, the, the feeling was the same, but um, which is very interesting because it sees your connection between each other as well as your connection with yourself. But when I got to the uh, yogic self, I think the biggest thing for me was uh, the message of not taking myself and my life and all of our woes too seriously. Um, my message from my yogic self was to, when I'm hurting or when things are hard, just apply love to the situation. And the image I got from that yogic self was like the pieces of me stuffed in all over itself. And it's just an experience. We're just experiencing life and not to take it so seriously. So I found it profound and really want to do more. Thanks. Yeah, Brian, can you comment? Because you also got the same message from your yogic self. And just for everyone's information, the rest of us sitting in the room are rolling our eyes at the connection between these two. <laughs> jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. Others, others. Yeah. The experience was uh, interesting uh, because as Pam related her experience in the uh, discussion after the jump, what she said was what I was about to say, and her descriptions were the descriptions I was going to give. Um, we uh, went to the same place to uh, start the jump, then uh, at Crystal Creek Falls, which is a beautiful place we often go to. And we we both descended the same stairway that went down the stream in the same direction, and the handrails were the same rough wood, and uh, it changed as we went further down, and then the uh, the whole area became more ethereal and lighted and well, I could see the walls of the hallway they were translucent I could see through them and there's more and more light she described uh, very much the same thing and uh, then when we got down to the end there um, I was in the presence of some very uh, uh, bright and uh, light being with robes and a beard and everything and I, I thought uh uh, Jesus Christ, give me a break. I mean, I'm going to come back and tell everybody I went to see Jesus and everybody else was talking about their yogis. And I mean, this is uh, beyond belief, but uh, he, whatever it is, uh, he, he said that I am everyone's highest self. And with that, I realized that it wasn't uh, so much all about me. It was just that everybody can go there and everybody does. So it was, it was a beautiful thing. And I, I enjoyed that experience and to see uh, this confirmation between two people going the same way on the same path is uh, uh, at least a great coincidence, if, if, <laughs> if, not, <laughs> if not some proof. Yeah. Well, the key to all of this, of course, is your intention. Before doing any jump, it's vital that you know what self that you want to meet and why. In other words, what frequency, essence, or experience do you want to have in your 3D physical life? Do you want to meet a successful you, a healthy you, a you that is an artist, a healer, a photographer? Would you like to go to a mentor you to solve a problem that you may have? Would you like to meet a healer you, a scientist you? Now, all of this may sound very, very complex and complicated, but the truth of it is, it isn't. And after doing one session with us, you already have the technique at that stage to go home and do this technique yourself. There's no 
further requirement. There's no qualification. There's no real learning involved. It's an ability that you already have. You just learn the technique to switch the channels and away you go. So it's very, very important that, you know, while we talk about this, it may sound complex, but it really isn't. But it is important at the at, at, the, at the outset, I guess, to do it with somebody who knows what they're doing. After that, it's a free and simple concept called quantum jumping. Well, I'd like to know your experience of yoga itself. Can you remember? He's thinking. That's how the impact that it's had on him. He's forgotten already. No. Okay. Would you share that? Yeah. Um, like Brian said, he, he was he was his 3D self, his ego self was aware of oh my God, I've got to take this experience back and tell the others, you know, that perhaps there's a part of me that is Jesus, and I felt the same type of apprehension, let's say, by my experience because when I went to my enlightened self, I, I felt that I was enormously powerful, you know, and and I. When when the mental mind kicked in, I didn't want to share that experience for fear that others would think, you know, you, you're saying that you are the all that is, you're saying that you're God, you're saying that you're everything. But that is the truth of it, actually. We've got to step out of the ego to to encompass the the reality, the truth of the all that is. And I had that experience. It was a beautiful spiral of white light and all there was was infinity and truth and love and manifesting of every type of desire possible, uh, all in in a way that was clean and clear and innocent. Yeah, and I, I had an experience when I went to mine where I experienced myself as the breath of life. And so, you know, it was beyond a form of any type. It disappeared into, you know, I was just aware that everything was the breath of life all over the place. And, you know, in terms of bringing this type of frequency back with you, what is it, how will it change your life? If you go to a part of you that's already enlightened, well, everyone in the group uh, did feel that it somehow made the rest of their earthly concerns, almost, um, you know, a non-issue. All of them had a greater sense of peace. Certainly they felt the part of them that was um, part of all that is, a part of the bigger picture. And they all had a sense of being very, very calm. In fact, it, it was the last jump we did of the day. It took everybody a while to get up from that and be able to move around and um, share because the frequency that each brought back with them was just really blissful, actually, very, very blissful, and unifying. You know, I think that's the other thing when we're talking about our experiences at those levels of being the all that is. It means, you know, literally you do have experience of that we are each each other, and there is no division or separation, and all these little survival concerns that we have uh, are really based on a small self's uh, fear of dying. And, you know, that's another topic, another conversation at some point. But um, let's tell our listeners, Ahana, how we we offered these classes uh, throughout the United States and Ireland. And uh, we love it. It's the one class that no matter when we have it, 
we have always have a really fantastic class. So can you talk about that a little bit, Ahana, because we are heading to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the classes that we we conduct no matter where we are. And if any of our listeners would like us, we will gladly and happily come to you, obviously within reason, because we like to keep the groups small. It's not something that we would like to do to, you know, thousands of people. But certainly, uh, if you can get together a group, we will travel to you. But ideally, if you can do it uh, on our journey from North Carolina, some of those cities along the way between here and San Diego, California, that would be fantastic. And anywhere, of course, in Ireland because it's a tiny country and we are willing to travel to anybody's home or center or workshop and conduct the quantum jumping sessions. How do they get hold of us? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu and our email address is angelrose at angelrose.com. Now, I'll spell it because it's a difficult spelling in that it's the Irish word for angel. It's A-I-N-G-E-A-L. R-O-S-E dot com. So that email address is angelrose at angelrose dot com. Do get in touch with us. Let us know where you are. Let us know the numbers. We'll gladly entertain that possibility and you will benefit enormously from it. Now, what can it be used for, quantum jumping? Let's just do a quick summary here in terms of what, what it can do. It can instill confidence if you have lacked confidence before, by bringing in the frequency of a confident self, you will begin to feel and carry it through to actions or ideas in this world. And in asking for solutions to problems, for example, it's very important to phrase your intention correctly because, as I said before, the success of this technique is about your intentions. For example, <clears throat> excuse me, if you were, say you were a drinker, you wouldn't ask your alternate self, why do I drink? Instead, you'd ask, what would my life be like if I didn't drink? And that way you get a very clear picture of the final outcome. And as you can see, the type of frequency that you'd receive as an answer would be very different in asking for, what would my life be like if I didn't drink, rather than asking, why do I drink? So you can see that just phrasing your questions is very, very important for you to get clear answers. Now, sometimes the answers you get don't seem to make sense. Like I mentioned at the outset, the answer that um, Bert Goldman got was plant yourself, and he didn't have any understanding around that. Like that, I've had one-liner answers that I didn't understand either, but they would, they would, they would unfold over the the days that followed. And this is one of the beautiful things about this technique is that you don't necessarily have to understand or get it in the moment of the jump. You'll find that coincidences and synchronicities will happen over the coming days and weeks that really, really make sense. We could give you countless examples of that, uh, the benefits that we've had where we didn't understand what the phrase or the image was and over the weeks it made absolute sense. So after you've set your intention, Accessing the alpha state is really, really easy. You might have heard Brian saying that, you know, you you, you count three to one, you go down a a series of steps, and it's really a very, very safe mechanism to just arrive at that alpha state. And the reason we go to alpha is because in alpha, emotions are neutral. And it's not hypnosis, as I mentioned. It's just a relaxed state where you're fully conscious. And at that state... It opens the door parallel or alternate self while you still remain conscious. 
Yes, and I um, think that's really important for people to know because a lot of people do have fear of hypnosis. And uh, this is just a light meditation, although it is guided. You know, you are guided into the meditation so that you can concentrate on what you're doing. But when Ahanu mentioned emotions, I'll just bring in this little piece. You know, it's been uh, shown by science that uh, when we're in in an emotional state, we're using up a greater portion of our brain. Um, so therefore, you don't, you know, when people say, why can't I connect to my higher self? I, I can't, you know, go into these higher states. You know, you wouldn't want to take a look at your, where your emotions are because um, you really have to be able to control your emotions or have very little uh, emotion when you're trying to go into alternate states um, just so that you could use a greater portion of your brain. And that was something that I didn't realize that, if you're really highly reactive emotionally, you're using up a lot of your brain's energy. So it really doesn't have a lot left to go into these higher states. But Hanu, tell people um, how they can, you know, find Bert's CDs on our website too. Because if you're not in a place where we can come and teach you, if you're too far away, there are other ways to explore quantum jumping. So will you tell people about that, Hanu? Sure. There's a lot going on on Angel Rose's website. And if you go to angelrose.com, A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E.com, on the right-hand side, we have a little advertisement there. And it says quantum jumping. If you click that link, you'll actually go to the site where you can purchase the series of DVDs where Bert Goldman will actually take you through a whole variety of various quantum jumps for different purposes. For example, it can be for past lives, it can go to clear emotions, there's health jumps to jump to your the healthy self, creating a council, yes, you can jump to um, a meeting of, of, of various people that you can have in that alternate place for guidance, for advice. Um, oh my God, I, it's limitless really, it really is. Uh, you can jump to any kind of possibility and as he himself has shown jump to an artist self jump to a photographer self anything that you're concerned about it could be that you have fear for example and he has a marvelous jump overcoming fear it could be a fear of of, of, of anything um, public speaking or agoraphobia or whatever and this is a beautiful simple easy method for overcoming these things let me just tell my quick story Hanno, about how I became an author okay, that I was going into a jump to see a successful self of mine. And I did two or three of them, actually. I was just curious what other parts of me were doing that made them successful. And probably two out of three times, um, I was an author. And this is something that in this life I've always wanted to be ever since I was small, but just couldn't get my act together enough to do it. Well, lo and behold, after the jump, within a month, we met these publishers at a party and we were talking to them about the content that comes through the Akashic Records. And before you know it, Ahanu, I had a contract for 10 books in a series. And that's what I'm doing now. And what a difference it's made in my life. But look at how fast that manifested, Ahanu. We didn't go searching for anything. It came to us because we were, I was at the frequency where I could attract such a thing. And this is the point that we're trying to make on how powerful this can be. Absolutely. This is a beautiful, simple, easy, uncomplicated, 
and very actually free to do yourself. It's one of these things that you don't need any gurus to teach you. You don't need to take any long-winded courses. You don't need to attend anywhere. You don't need to... They need to come to us. Well, no, I mentioned that purely because it's, it's nice to have the first experience with somebody who knows what they're talking about and who knows what they're doing, you know. But after that, it's something that you take away and you can do yourself at home. Indeed, Bert Goldman himself actually talks about doing it as he's walking down the street or driving in his car. He has it off to such a fine art that he can actually jump into an alternate self in the moment, no matter where he is at any point in time. But initially, Ahana, we wouldn't be recommending anybody do this while they're driving oh, in their no, car. I, I mean, he's he's a trained professional, and that takes a long time to be able to be in two realities at once, actually. So we wouldn't recommend that initially when you're starting quantum jumping. But uh, certainly it's fun. And, um, well, the advantage, too, of going to a class is not only uh, the opportunity to ask a whole lot of questions, but the group energy itself to share your experiences with other people um, obviously increases, you know, or magnifies the whole experience. So uh, hopefully we can get to some of you people in San Diego because we love doing it and you'll benefit immensely from it. So um, onward, right, Ahanu? Onward. Now, we've only got a couple of minutes left in our program today, and we want to put out to you a little teaser because what we're finding is not only is this a time of change, but people and the world is changing and it's changing fast, and time seems to be getting shorter and shorter. I know everybody's experiencing it, and indeed, numbers are popping up for people. God, you know, we were in the car the other day, and 11-11s were coming up, and 66s, and 33s, and 55s, and, you know, here I'm looking at the dial on our uh, radio system and it's showing 1212. Now that's, you know, we're, we're so used to these synchronicities at this point in time. But do, do take note of them because they're, what are they? They're signs, I guess, or they're confirmations that we're moving into a wonderful period. And it's been driven by love. So keep that at the core of your, your intentions and your purpose. Now, I want to make a, a, a little teaser of an announcement. There are multiple changes happening too in terms of our presence on the web. We will be making the final announcement in a few weeks and uh, hopefully it will be before, be before that great date of 12-12-12 but it's to do with our presence out there in the world and it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Stay tuned to that. Let me remind you too about the Mystical Ireland dot holistic dot ie mystical ireland dot holistic dot ie that's our annual trip to the sacred sites and the mystical sites of ireland get in touch with us at angel rose at angel dot com for that and uh, let me see what else have we got to announce before we close well just that next time we'll be reading some excerpts from my book Ohano, so people can see what it's like and hopefully gain benefit from it that's really the whole intention isn't it that it helped people um be at peace during this time and not be fearful because Source certainly gives that message throughout the whole book. So um didn't have time to do it today, but hopefully we'll get to it another time. And we love you all and thanks for listening. Thank you all very, very much. We so much look forward to these programs every week. Stay tuned to us and we would be delighted to bring you some fascinating information in the coming weeks. Thank you and God bless.